Location, location, location. Hello and welcome to Eden Exchanges. Today we spoke to Warren Billet of Retail Growth Consulting and Property Manager for the Sandwich Chefs franchise. Listen as Warren highlights the need to know about leasing franchise locations, the deals to look out for, and how to identify a good deal on offer. Find out more about the leasing strategy for Sandwich Chefs franchises, both standalone and shopping center locations, and how Sandwich Chefs protect and guide their franchisees. Welcome everyone. My name's Raghu. I'm here with Frank Zemus from Eden Exchange. Welcome everyone. Today we're joined by Warren Billet from Retail Growth Consulting. He's also the property manager for Sandwich Chefs, one of Australia's leading franchises growing rapidly across the country. Thanks a lot for joining us today, Warren. Hello everyone and thank you. Well, firstly, Warren, can you tell us a little bit about your background um, and tell us also about your you know, relationship with Sandwich Chefs and how you became to be involved with the company? Sure. Uh, my background is I've been in food and franchising and retail most of my working life. Um, ever since I, uh, in mid-20s, I'm almost 50, uh, I've worked with uh, some large chains. I worked for uh, McDonald's for 10 years running stores and then I was with Cookie Man uh, doing operations and property for eight years here and a little bit overseas. And then um, I joined RFG when it was just Donut King back in the good days and uh, then they expanded. We did the acquisitions of Michelle's and Brumbies and ended up doing a lot of leasing, obviously, across the uh, shopping centre world, um, specialised in the, in the property part of my work and uh, built up a lot of contacts. You do a lot of um, negotiate a lot of, le- lot of leases when you're in big, mature brands and you build up a lot of contacts across the industry. And I was with them for seven and just over seven years and five years ago left RFG and decided to set up my own consultancy business using my experience. And I tried to focus on, you know, the brands across the country that I thought had some legs and mainly in food, although I've done work with other brands, a bit with some of the banks and some uh, services and health industry. And I focus on groups that are sort of emerging brands and they're sort of, they know what they're doing. In my eyes, they've got some... There's a bit of credibility to them, and I think they're in a category where the landlords will accept them, and I can help them grow and use my contacts to get them into places maybe they couldn't because they they're not well known yet. Uh, and so I focus on those emerging brands and try and grow them to be uh, a lot a lot larger than what they are. So I was doing that for yeah, well for five years now, and and then Sandwich Chefs Chris gave me a call. The CEO Chris Ferguson gave me a call last year about this time and said. G'day, how are you? And, and you know, we'd love you to do what you've done some, for some other brands. Come and do it for us. And so I, we had a chat. Here we are today, 12 months later, and we've had a great year. Look, given your expertise, can you tell us your exact role at Sandwich Chefs? They're obviously highly involved in the leasing space with uh, retail food outlets across the country. Uh, what do you do for them, and how's your expertise coming to play there? Mm. So they're a brand that's suited to food courts predominantly and traditionally, and uh, and so they obviously were in the franchising industry as well. So you get franchisees in certain areas, and then you know we try and find the, the best locations in their areas to match them up, and then we can look to open a store as long as we get the right commercials and the right site. So. Uh, the guys in the office will, Chris and Gary, will give me, we've got interest in this in a certain area, and then I'll go and search that area around the shopping centres. Um, 
and I'll use my contacts from from the past and look up the, uh, the sh- each of the shopping centres on my databases and see how they perform. Look at their traffic numbers, look at their demographics, and see if the site's suitable. And then I'll make a recommendation back to the company saying we should be in that centre, preferably over that one, and then preferably over that one. And these are the reasons why. So we put a little bit of science behind the site selection. And then I will pick up the phone and get to the, the, the leasing people for the respective centre and start to talk to them about our interest and talk to them about how their centre might be suitable for us and how we would be a great addition for their centre in terms of a national brand and uh, and good for their shoppers in their centre. So, And then we'll talk about sites that are available. Now, if there's vacancies available where I want them to be, then that makes it easy and we just go ahead and we get some asking terms and we negotiate some commercial terms. We get them to a point that we're happy with on our side of the fence and we get to a point where we look for a lessor approval and then we can do a lease. If there's a site that I want that's currently not available because someone's in their trading, I'll make the inquiries around when they're about to leave or they're trading well or, you know, are they likely to to maybe not last their lease out, et cetera, and we'll make a, we may do a lease for next year when they're ready to go. So we've got the sites lined up that we want that best suit the brand and not necessarily just the ones that the landlord want to put us into. So... That's a really important part of trying to get the right sites for each, it doesn't matter which brand you work for, but getting the right sites. So for sandwich chefs, we know we've got a strict criteria for our sites and I abide by that, so I'm trying to get the best sites for the brand, which will help the, help their sales, help the franchisee, help the company and, you know, onwards and upwards in terms of their, their growth. Yeah, that, that, that's great. Um, Warren, look, um, you, you mentioned that you, uh, with, with retail growth, you like to work with emerging brands. Um, tell us a little bit about Sandwich Chefs franchise and, and what specifically, I guess, attracted you to, to this brand. I'll tell you why I love the brand. It's one of those brands where the pro- I, I look at the product and I look at its acceptance and, and who's likely to go and visit the counters of that store. Sandwich Chefs, as you would appreciate, a sandwiches and carvery. We're in Australia. It's, for me, it's a, a brand which I call it's quite robust in terms of its appeal to the general Australian market. Um, you do find some brands that are quite niche, only suited in certain particular demographics. Sandwich chefs are a brand that can go into large centres. They can also go into neighbourhood centres. And there are some brands that just won't go into centres of that small and have the traffic flow, you know, at a smaller number in terms of one or two million. Sandwich chefs will go into centres um, because of the acceptance of the product and and that's by age demographic, by nationality, um, you know, a lot even even types of workers. You know, the office workers will go and get a sandwich at lunchtime or the tradies will pull up out the front and grab a, a pork roll and take it in the car with them and on their way to the next job. So it's it's equally appealing in a, in a city and it's equally appealing in a country town. And the brand has got scope for growth across the country, and uh, which some other retailers don't have. And I'm, it's for me as a food brand, it's got a competitive advantage in terms of who it appeals to in the centre when people are walking through that centre. So I like the brand because of that, and then uh, the model itself of the brand, which Gary or Chris or, or Sandy may talk to you about. Uh, will stack up as well and therefore from a franchising point of view and return on investment, I feel it's a very strong brand. It's also strong because of like people like yourself are in there 
the analysis that goes into that site selection is very robust. And that also translates into, because you'll see, you know, in, in terms of some franchises, that is not done with such due diligence and it can also have bad effects on the franchisee. While in this case, that's done uh, as much as possible uh, towards the benefit for everyone. Um, I, I mean, how, how common do you find that in the market? I 100% agree with you. Look, I'm a numbers person and I like to make sure we've got our data right on a site selection. And that's why I benchmarked the existing brand. When I first started with them, uh, with Sandwich Chefs, I, I got the sales and the rents and the, and the locations of all their existing stores and I modelled it and came up with some key performance indicators I could see that correlated with some of the stores that were doing well and some of the stores that weren't doing well. And I put that together into a criteria for, uh, form, which I, I use to help try and make sure that the future stores we do uh, have got a better chance of, of doing well for every, for every stakeholder involved. And we pride ourselves on due diligence of the stores and to make sure that if I'm recommending a store to Gary and, and the company that we should be franchising this site, that's a cracker, then this is the reasons why. And I know that I can put my head on the pillow at night time and say, I've done the best here to locate them in the best spot for that brand in the centre and I'd love to walk past that store every day and have the franchisee look, looking at me with a smile on his face saying, thank you. Yeah. And it's half the battle getting the right site. So we certainly do that and I do find the locations of some cent- some brands when I walk through centres, I shake my head and think, what are they doing there? So I'm not quite sure that everyone puts the same goes through the same process. But You mean it's a, it's a mixed match for... For, for the type of people that go to that shopping centre? Is, is that what you're sort of referring to? No, 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 no. Um, just, uh, just, I just get puzzled sometimes and I see some other brands where they're located in centres and I think, you're in the wrong spot. Oh, right. Yeah, and, and they either haven't done their homework or they just they were desperate to get in. They just took whatever was available to them rather than, you know, discuss where they should have been. And maybe it's the, the brand, maybe it's the, the, the leasing exec for the landlord, uh, but either way, that's not my concern. My concern is looking after sandwich shifts. So as long as we're in the right spot, then, yeah, that's good for us. With the with the advent of online shopping and, and I guess, sort of retail suffering a little bit, um, has, has it been easier to negotiate with shopping centres on, on a on a sort of macro level? Or, or what, what's your opinion there? How long have we got? Um, <laughs> <laughs> Look, Internet shopping is no doubt is having an impact across the retail sector in the country and obviously on shopping centres. My view is it's having a, a bigger impact on the larger centres and not the smaller ones. The smaller ones are more at convenience so they don't have as much fashion uh, retail in them and obviously the internet retail is having impact on fashion retail. So landlords are obviously under pressure and it is a good time for, to be on our side of the fence and negotiating with landlords especially with a brand that's wanting to grow, that's gold to a landlord and they hopefully will view us as a very preferential brand and partner to go to their centres because of what we offer and our appeal. Um, food as, as a category is not under as much pressure as what fashion is mm. and people go to centres and they use food as a key part of their social experience and meeting people and uh, food's very sensory and people have to go in there and, and try it and experience it and use it as part of their day out. 
where fashion you can just buy online, etc. So there's no doubt that the landlords are under pressure to keep filling their empty spaces for return on investment for the landlords and, and their shareholders, and that's creating opportunities for us and 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 helping us with the negotiate in a time now where negotiations is still robust. <laughs> we don't agree, that's for sure, all the time from different sides of the fence, but mm. we're certainly at a point I feel where um, the food food retailers are getting opportunities, and if we stick to our guns, we should be able to create the right opportunities for our brands on on commercial terms, which will give us sustainability and ride through uh, you know a cycle of retail going up and down, and the brand should be fine. Very confident about at the moment where we're at and what we should be able to do for the for the business. Well, that's really interesting at the at the store level. Um, the changes going on in the marketplace because you know often there are ups and downs in who has that buying power for negotiating. And when you're looking at a at a macro level now, are there any um, specific locations, say state cities that that match Sandwich Chef's expansion criteria in shopping centres in a better uh, metric? And are any certain cities showing higher demand for made to order foods and carvery type franchises and and any cities you're seeing that are that are more um, uh, conducive to this style of leasing arrangements you're going for? Can I say the answer? That's probably no. Um, the brand is suited yeah. everywhere in Australia. It, the choice really is ours in terms of where do we want to take it geographically next. And when you're expanding a brand, look, Sandwich has about sixty stores. It's not like they've got five. When you're expanding a brand. You just from a marketing point of view, a resource support point of view, you're generally expanding clusters. And you know we're opening up stores in Sydney and Brisbane and, and or New South Wales, Queensland at the moment, and we want to open up more stores in those two states, purely because we've got some there. The brand is starting to get a little bit of physical awareness in terms of the consumer, and we will just keep expanding, uh, which is a common expansion strategy for for brands. In those areas, Melbourne, we're well established and mature. We've got stores in South Australia, and we're looking for more. We've got opportunities down there with the landlords, and we're recruiting for franchisees. Tasmania is the same. The only place we haven't really hit too hard at the moment is WA, but like a lot of East Coast companies, that's because of distance and the cost of doing business over there. It's not a factor of the brand being accepted there. As I said, you know, near the start, one of the things I love about the brand is its appeal to the Australian market. And that's, I'm only talking about the metropolitan areas or, you know, Gold Coast, Sunshine Coast, the main built-up areas. But this brand is suited to, you know, country towns like Ballarat and Bendigo or Coffs Harbour or Tamworth or Bathurst or Orange or, you know, Mount Isa. I mean, to towns that have got just, uh, you know, Australians and a, popula- a working population um, equally in a working class as much as a um, blue-collar or white-collar. Uh, blue collar is a high high acceptance of the brand in blue collar areas, um, and it, it, it's uh, priced accordingly. So we don't yeah, geographically is not the issue. It's where we want to take it rather than restricted to where it would be accepted. And, and what sort of metrics? Uh, um, I mean, do you do you look for? I mean, obviously, um, you know, price and footfall are, are, are pretty big. I mean, is, is there anything uh, anything that's really important apart, apart from, from those two? Well, traffic's the king in any retail spot, you know, location, location, location. So 
very aware of that, very aware of the responsibility of finding the right sites and measuring um, uh, the number of people going past a particular into a centre, and which creates opportunity for sales. So that's obviously a key one. Uh, then the type of person, uh, sorry, blue-collar workers have a high correlation with stores that are doing, the current stores that are doing well. So we check that demographic out for a trade area, equally office workers, but blue-collar workers. And then because we do roast meals, mm-hmm. you know, the older demographic uh, also like having sitting down having a roast meal, or, or meat and three veg from from years gone by at previous generations. And they so it has appeal there where some other food items don't appeal to the older people. So we certainly look at that component of the trade area. Uh, and, I mean, the business, yeah, I'll, I'll, they're the main, they're the, they're the three key ones. And uh, there are other ones, but... Uh, they they don't weight them as high as those three. Okay. And, and different question here: how, how does the, um, the the quality of that leasing arrangement you can negotiate or the store site? How does that translate into that the ability of the franchise e to to finance their purchase? Every negotiation. So I, I work out from the site, the traffic numbers, and and the location. I form a view in my own mind as to what I think that site's worth in terms of sales, just just as an estimation based off the existing chain of stores. And I think, well, that site there is similar to these three or four sites that are in the in the business already. And they're doing X dollars per week. So this one, similar demographic, similar profile, similar location, let's say it does roughly the same numbers. Then I can work out from that, from their finance, their model of the business, where I need the rent to be. And I'm trying to negotiate the rent down to those numbers. Obviously, the landlord wants more. And as a component of that, equally important is um, uh, like an incentive from the from the lessor. You know, I sell the, the pros and cons of the brand to them. It's good. You want us in here. You need us here. Uh, but you need to give me some money to, to give me an incentive to come and, you know, do a lease with you instead of the centre up the road. And landlords, obviously, you've heard of incentives. Um, provide those incentives. As a company, they pass all that on to the, uh, uh, the franchisee and it, the bigger the incentive I can get in the negotiation, obviously it helps with the return on investment for the franchisee because their, their entry cost is lower. So um, it's a key component, very aware of it. Um, I have been a franchisee in the past, so I understand um, how important that is to help uh, a franchisee be successful. There's obviously a time where you get a uh, – there's a stalemate between you and the landlord. Um, I mean, what happens in that situation? Is it, is it just waiting for someone to crack or is it <laughs> – <laughs> Look, I've been doing leasing for a long time and a lot of these leasing people I've known, you know, they're almost industry acquaintances. Mm-hmm. When you've done negotiations with them over time and – you, you meet a lot of them face-to-face too, even though we may do business through the internet and emails, et cetera, but we know one another as our personalities. And, and when you know them, you, you know they know me. They know I'm, I don't muck around. I'm like, I need those numbers for this to happen. I'm not playing a game with you or anything. This is what we need. And they know that. They, they may, other people may do things differently. And, yeah, we don't always agree, but that's that's fine. It's business. It's not personal. And... I know I'm not going to move from the numbers I need for sandwich chefs to be successful on the site. So I would not put up a site to the guys to sign off on if it's not going to, it's not going to work based on the model. And if I've got all the numbers behind me and the data behind me, that helps them too. 
because when they've got a franchisee, it's a big decision and uh, sometimes a career change for them. Uh, I want to make sure that they're still there at past the first lease term, in the next lease term, and we've got the numbers right from the start. So if it's not right, doesn't stack up, we don't do it. We walk away. And there's no hard feelings. We've got thick skin. And so often, you know, if we want to open 20 stores or 30 stores for the year, I might have to do 50 deals because the landlord, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the landlord, and, and the landlord will accept that and they will know that, okay, you've got to get a franchisee. Away you go, get your franchisee, you know, but we've got a deal in principle agreed and they give us a certain period of time to find our franchisees or secure them. So, and that's fine. And, and some of those negotiations, sometimes we take a long time to find the franchise and sometimes it's very quick. But the landlords will give us, out of uh, respect of our relationship, give us the chance to um, have the site that we want as long as I've got the numbers right. <clears throat> yeah, that's great because, you know, if, if you're a franchisee or even if a case a new franchise, trying to do that yourself, mm. you can often be you know, around with your eyes closed. So if you have an expert, they're doing it on their behalf. It's, it's quite a value add for anyone entering that franchise journey well you might be selling um you know clothes and you'll be an expert on clothes and you might be selling uh yeah sandwiches and you'll you can tell everyone about the sandwiches and what's in them and how they're good for you and the nutrition value etc you might be selling donuts you might be selling tiles or you might be selling uh any, any type of product but you're great at the product <laughs> but negotiating a lease deal with stockland or westfield or gpt or amp or qrc any any of the major landlords that's a completely different ball game commercially, you don't even know all the hidden costs. You don't even know what to look for and how to get rid of them. And, in you know, if they say, oh, that site's worth $100,000, you go, oh, okay. I mean, <laughs> that's, that's independence, unfortunately. Independent people who don't know what they're doing, they do their own leasing. They can suffer from that and suffer from that for the whole term of the, to- of the time they're there and that affects their return on investment and profitability. They really need to have an expert, someone with experience and knows what the market values of each property are so they're not paying too much rent. So that's where our value comes in to make sure that the terms we're getting are right for that for that location. So in some locations, 40 grand rent might be extremely expensive for, for the year. And in other locations, $150,000 might be cheap. It really depends on the, on the location. So if someone says, oh, yeah, but I pay $56,000 over there, I want $56,000 here. So well, they're different centres. I mean, that one's got... 11.5 million people going through it, and that one's got three. <laughs> so completely different opportunities. So it's site by site and uh, having the databases we have certainly make sure that we assess every site on its merits and the person going in there to run the store has just an equal opportunity to generate and be sustainable irrespective of the trade environment they're in uh, because we've done the homework on getting the numbers right for that site. Picking the right location is such a crucial part of the process and, and having that sort of science behind it is is, is absolutely necessary. Um, now, tell me, what would your advice be to anybody looking um, at a at a Sandwich Chef's opportunity? I would say, look, it's for a start, it's a great brand and from a re- if you want to get into retail and food retail, it's a serious consideration as an opportunity for a business, small business owner. And the guy, the owners of Sandwich Chefs, I've worked with a few uh, franchisors and I can say hand on heart, these guys do more with the franchisee in mind rather than just the head office in mind uh, to look after their franchisees and have their sustainability paramount in their decision-making with um, everything that's got to do with the site 
than other land other franchisors that I've worked with. It's a great it's a great uh, you go into any franchise system as a franchisee hoping that that's the case and anyone can try and sell themselves. But these guys now that I've seen them, seen them and seen their stores and seen their franchisees. They really do make decisions, which, which are for the benefit of the franchisee. It's a it's a great thing. Now, from a person coming in to look at it for the first time, just ask the questions and meet the head office people. Uh, obviously, you should do that with any franchise, but sandwich chefs, go look at their stores, and you can see that the product has the appeal across the retail consumer. That's a very big decision, which some people don't take on board uh, because you might have a great location, but if you don't appeal to the people walking past you, then your likelihood of getting generating sales isn't as great. Um, so the, the brand, I think it's a great brand in this in the Australian market. I can assure you from a site selection point of view, we don't put up sites that we don't truly believe have the chance of being successful sites. We, we get the numbers right to make sure they're right, irrespective of what centre they're in. So the ones that we don't think will, will do well, we don't even entertain doing leases on them. Thanks, Warren. There have been some ups and downs in this industry recently. Now, what's your take on where the um, food leasing industry and, and, and franchise food industry is heading? I think it's a very strong sector within the greater retail sector and it's got some – the strong brands will ride through the ups and downs across the industry and food leasing, as long as – the food leasing is very specialised and you need some experience. There's a lot of more components to it than there are just with, a, for example, losing a fashion store. And for that reason, you know, some people are looking for a specialist like us to to help them with their property work and their growth. If they go to a, a, maybe a colleague who don't do food leasing, they may recommend them to us. And likewise, if I get someone give me a call and they want to do, you know, dress shops for leasing, etc., or female fashion bags or something, which is something which I don't really specialise in, I may pass them on to someone else. You've got to have the right person for your business, someone who understands your category. Because it gives you a big head start in site location. I think that uh, food generally has an advantage because we're not under the same attack with internet spending like other categories. But if we get the right person looking after your business with a bit of science behind it, then you're a better chance of growing and being sustainable. All right, fantastic. Thanks a lot for that, Warren. It's been very insightful there, both for someone thinking about a franchise as well as you know, upcoming franchise brands who, who may need a bit of schooling in the area of, of getting the right leases in place. Um, apart from that, it'd be great to have you on here again soon for an update on how the business is travelling um, and your thoughts on the market. Uh, thanks for having me. I'd be uh, happy to come back and talk to you at any stage. Yeah. Yeah, and for anyone interested in Sandwich Chefs, look, we, we encourage you to head towards sandwichchefs.com.au and put in an inquiry. We're going to have a contact us box under this podcast. So Please put your details down. Sorry, one of the team will be in touch with you very quickly um, to progress your inquiry um, and get you in touch with the Sandwich Chefs team. Um, and apart from that, again, Warren, um, thanks again for coming and look forward to chatting to you again soon. Yeah, thank, thank you very much. Eden Exchanges was brought to you by the team at Eden Exchange. In this episode, we spoke to Warren Billet of Retail Growth Consulting and Property Manager for the Sandwich Chefs franchise. For more information on this or any other episodes by Eden Exchanges, head to EdenExchange.com or www.businessbuyinvest.com. You can also find us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter and Instagram. 
recent updates on the buying and investing business world. You can subscribe to this series on iTunes, or Stitches if you're using Android. Thanks for listening.